Rabbi E, it's a couple days before Pesach. There's no time to listen to a podcast. There's cooking, there's cleaning. I know, just give me like four minutes. Four minutes, Rabbi E, you'll never stick to that. No, no, trust me, this time I will. Rabbi E in three, two, one. Shalom, everybody. Welcome to Rabbi E in three. I'm Rabbi Yosef Edelstein, Rabbi E for short. And this podcast is a short, comma, short, comma, short, underline short, exclamation mark, short burst of Jewish wisdom that I hope will elevate and illuminate your life. But it's got to be short. Pesach's coming. We don't have time. But I had to share some ideas with you that I hope will make your holiday more meaningful. Short. I actually have a timer going, roughly four minutes here. It's going to keep me honest. And four is a good number. It appears a lot at the Seder. Four sons, four questions, four cups of wine. So four minutes roughly for this Rabbi E in three, four. Um, hmm. You know, some of the commentaries say, why four? It's to honor the Jewish matriarchs, Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, and Rachel. Wow, it was in the merit of the Jewish women, our sages teach, that we were redeemed from Egypt because they kept the faith. They kept the men going even when the bitterness and the harshness of the slavery were breaking our male spirits. Okay, so I'm in good company with four. How about examining together four names of the festival? We call it Passover, Pesach. Truthfully, in the Torah, Pesach refers to the korban, the offering that God commanded the Jewish people to bring on the eve of their departure from, from Egypt. And every year when we had a Beit HaMikdash, a temple in Jerusalem, a korban Pesach, roast lamb. It was actually the culmination of the Seder. Sorry, vegans and vegetarians, but that's what it was. What does the name Pesach express to us? God's love of the Jewish people. He passed over our homes when he brought retribution against the Egyptians and the death of the firstborn, the 10th plague. And God's exact providence, his precise rulership of this world. That's what the word Pesach, the name Pesach, expresses. How about the second name of the holiday? In the Torah, it's called Chag HaMatzot, Festival of Unleavened Bread, Matzah the bread of our redemption, the bread that we ate when we rushed out of Egypt, not having time for the dough to rise, that expresses, our great sages say, our love for God. Pesach expresses God's love for us. Matzah, the festival of matzah, is our love for God. We left Egypt. By the way, you may say, well, what big deal to leave Egypt, slavery? No, no. Many Jews did not want to leave Egypt. So it was a wonderful sign of our loyalty, of our trust, of our faith, of our ahava, of our love that we left Egypt, those who left Egypt. So Pesach, God's love for us. Matzah, our love for God. Festival of springtime. That's not a meaningless detail. The Torah says we have to keep Pesach in the spring. We adjust our calendar, which is basically lunar, by adding an extra month, seven out of every 19 years, so that we always celebrate Pesach in the spring. What's spring? Beautiful weather. It's nice. It's light. It's warm. It's mild. It's also a sign of God's love for us. And springtime is the time of rejuvenation, renewal for all of life. And finally, the holiday is called in our tefillah, in our prayers, Man Cherutenu, the time of our freedom. I believe that sums up everything else. Freedom. Physical freedom, of course, our ancestors were slaves, and God brought us out from there to freedom, but also spiritual freedom. 
We were immersed in idolatry in Egypt. Yes, we were affected by the Egyptian culture, and God brought us out of, out of that idolatrous pagan world to serve him. At, ultimately at Mount Sinai, where we went directly from Egypt to receive the commandments of the Torah. By the way, in the Haggadah, we mention that our ancestors, Avram's parents, were idol worshippers. So the very process of the Seder is moving from both physical slavery to physical freedom and spiritual slavery to spiritual freedom. It's a night, everybody, my listeners, the night of Pesach is above time. We go all the way back to Avram, the beginning of Jewish history, and really human history, because... Before Avram, there were monotheists, but they were in the minority. We go from the early times of polytheism to the ultimate future of redemption. Eliyahu Navi, Elijah the prophet, makes appearance at the end of the Seder. Why? He will usher the world into the Messianic era, the full final redemption of not just the Jewish people, but all of humanity. It's a night of freedom, physical, spiritual. Every one of us has the opportunity personally to relive it, not just to recollect it or recite it or commemorate it, to relive it, to see ourselves as if we left. That's the timer. I'm observing that together. We're going to freedom. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, but much more important than I'm stopping that alarm. Much more important than subscribing to Rabbi Ian 3. Have a wonderful, meaningful, elevated Pesach. May you go from darkness to light, from bondage to freedom, your personal blockages and limitations. May you, may all of us be lifted above it. Have a wonderful, wonderful Chag Sameach. Happy Passover. Thank you so much for listening.